Welcome to Comically Inclined. I am Danny Stewart, editor-in-chief of ComicallyInclined.com. And I am Blake Hickman, the social media manager. I'm Jared, the content producer. Producer. Nailed it. I am so <laughs> proud of you. We also have special guest Rose Roach here tonight with us. Rose, say hi to the folks. Hello. How are y'all? Um, we should also have our human relations specialist and fact checker, Ben, in the comments, um, as well as uh, some of our old favorites. Uh, say hi to everyone. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking about the finale of Book of Boba Fett, which was pretty incredible. Um, yeah, it was really good. Epic. Yeah. Wait, would... that was the finale? Yeah, that, yeah, was, that, the, was, that was the finale. I was wondering. I that was like, was what are they going to do after that with the freaking rank? Okay, that makes a lot yeah, more sense. Yeah, that was season yeah. finale. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there was some... Uh, there's Ben. Uh, there was some uh, uh, fun stuff with uh, Peacemaker in the last last week's episode. Was. Uh, Mern after reading. Still refused to watch that. it. For some reason, Jared hates John Cena, but it's probably just because he I can't do see too, him. but I love the um, series. <laughs> I'm just, I have more conviction than, than Blake does. And, and, and here in a minute, we're going to be talking about Rose's, uh, Rose's book, uh, Fireball Teen Superhero. Uh, but first, we're going to break into some news for you. Blake, are you ready? Let's do Rumor Mill. Hey, can you turn your audio off? Yeah, I can hear This is why I should have headphones. I can't hear nothing. This is why I should have the headphones. I'm just saying, some Bush League stuff's going on now. <laughs> All right, this week on Rumor Mill. So we have finally got a rough date when X-Men 97 will come out. Uh, X-Men 97 will be coming out mid-2023, so summer of 2023. Uh, and they have confirmed that we will be getting the same original voice cast from, as Wolverine, Gambit, Nightcrawler, Professor Xavier, Rogue, and maybe a couple more, but that's the ones I have remembered. <laughs> Wolverine's the big one for me. Yeah, um, That's, that's oh, the Wolverine yeah. I grew up with. That's the. That's what established my love for Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know about yours. Yours was probably later on, but mine was, you know, in the <laughs> early nineties. Well, as we all know, Wolverine being my favorite superhero. Right. Yeah, he's uh, definitely mine. That's, so that's where my right. love affair with the character started. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, before I started going up to our local right. uh, pharmacy and buying comic books off their spinner rack. Oh, uh, nice. Where nice. did you? What was your? I was buying mine off of, uh, you know, the old newsstand. Yeah. Yeah. No. Back in, you know, <laughs> yeah. New York City. For 15, I think you were, for 15 where, where, cents where, a comic? Where, back in New York City where I grew up where Marvel was created. Uh, that's, <laughs> no. If, if I had to guess, I'd say you bought your first comic when you were in your 30s. <laughs> I was 28. Yeah. <laughs> how, how old are you now? Forty-two. Yeah, <laughs> thirty-two. I mean, I was going to say yeah. forty-two. Rose, you you, uh, you said you have a little bit of interest in, in superheroes. Um, who's your favorite superhero? I love Wolverine too. Oh, yeah. boo! Come Ooh, on! Woo, yes. I do. This is a good. This is a good side of the table. <laughs> yes. right listen, listen. I'm going to say <laughs> Wolverine. This is the Wolverine right is here. completely overrated. Oh, yeah? I don't want to argue about it, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Who was your favorite? Not Wolverine. That's yeah. What it is. <laughs> All right. What else? What else we got, Blake? All right. So we also got Russell Crowe. As of today, is confirmed to be in Craven the Hunter. It's a. Uh, it's not disclosed what character he's going to be playing, but he is a hundred percent going to be in Craven the Hunter. So along with him being in Thor: Love and Thunder, right? Yeah, he's which, playing Zeus in Thor: Love and right, Thunder, which is kind of like a joke. I think more of a you know like a fake play like they did in uh, Thor: Ragnarok. Oh, you think it won't be? He won't actually be the character. He's going to be like an Asgardian playing. I hope so. I mean, because I don't really see where they would want to put him as two main characters in an MCU. Well, we've already got Aaron Taylor Sony. Johnson, who was Quicksilver in the yeah, Avengers that's right. movies. That's true. And then also we've got Russell Crowe doing double duty as both Zeus and I just don't feel like they want to follow in. the trend of that. I don't. I think that it's very obvious that this Craven the Hunter movie is a hundred percent Sony. 
No, okay, got you. No yeah, yeah, yeah. Tie. Craven is gonna be okay. yeah. So that that's probably well, then that makes sense. Then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if they do that, if they keep it 100 Sony, Craven never crosses into the MCU universe. Then that makes 100 sense. And you could very well have Russell Crowe play like such a small role, like how uh, Matt Damon's been in the Thor movies, like, right? And you know, they're sure. breaking news that he's part of the you know Thor movies, but like he doesn't do anything. He just has right. cameos in them. So well, we know that Gore the God Butcher. Jumps around all of the different pantheons: the Roman oh. gods, the Greek gods, the uh, Asgardian gods, and uh, or Norse gods. Um, so well, I think that that's where we're going to see Russell Crowe is. Well, is maybe he won't play Zeus. Gore showing up and killing Zeus. Maybe he's going to be playing Gladiator in Thor. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I think um, Mir- the cool Miramax thing, got bought out by the cool Disney. Thing too. <laughs> about knowing that Zeus is going to be introduced in Thor: Love and Thunder is that that gives us an opening for them to introduce the Marvel Comics Hercules, um, which is he's he's both been the main character of Hulk runs right. and also of the Thor comics uh, at different periods. He's an Avenger in his own right, and I think it would be great to see him on screen. Hopefully, not played by Kevin Sorbo, but maybe who knows? Yeah, or or played by The Rock. <laughs> Yeah. I like The Rock, but I don't want to see him as MCU Hercules. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the the Rock hasn't played any MCU characters yet, nope, right? Nope, nope. He's pretty stuck on Black Adam being yeah, his big he's passion. He's very excited about so. being Black Adam. Well, they, they did recently uh, come out saying that The Rock will be part of uh, a 5,000-character uh, cameo in uh, Doctor Strange, along with everybody else that's ever acted. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Just like the Olsen twins. I, so. I, I saw a picture. Somebody somebody had to post a picture up online. They said it was the uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness uh, end credits, like the, all this stuff. And it started out with like all these different actors. You're like, okay, I could see that. And then it started getting into all the people from Fast and the Furious and then like Sam Witwicky from Transformers and stuff. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, all right, this seems less plausible. But right. At this point, there could be anybody in that movie. So who, who knows? I want to say hi to Mike Casey, uh, owner of Drop the Mike DJ Service and one of our longest standing sponsors uh, in the comments. Thank you, so Mike. Mike. We appreciate you. Uh, Blake. Yeah, we also have Cody Smith McPhee, who played uh, Nightcrawler in the uh, X Men Fox series. Okay, uh, uh, he is was that a, the uh, the last or the the last stand in X Men uh, United. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, anyways, he was approached to play. Wait. No. No, that it, was that's first wrong. class. Yes, that, first class. The, You're right. The second. The younger version of him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Because uh, that was actually Alan. Alan. Uh, Starts at. No, not Alan. Alan. The S Coming. Yes. I was going to say, cause he, so, was yes. a, he was in Spy Kids, so yeah. that's how He was I the younger Nightcrawler in Fox version. Yeah. Uh, he was approached uh, and turned down the role of Chameleon in Craven, which is Chameleon, or Craven's half-brother. Is that right? I believe. Yes. So there's been two different versions of Chameleon, sure. but the current version is the half-brother. So for them to put Chameleon in Craven, I'm going to say they're going to go with that. The, yeah. The half-brother. Uh, so we know Chameleon is coming. Uh, they just haven't found the actor yet. Uh, due to scheduling conflicts, that's why he turned it down. Which he must be having some, something going pretty important for him to turn, you know, MCU or well, Sony, Marvel, right? You know, project down. <laughs> so, anyways, oh, we know cool. Chameleon's coming in the Craven series. Because nobody says no to Papa Feige, right? <laughs> uh, then also we have the Deadpool creator. Uh, what is his name? Rob Liefeld. There we go. So he has <laughs> actually famously cannot draw feet or hands. <laughs> so we, uh, he has actually yeah. sat through about six uh, testings of Doctor Strange two already. He's like, you know, a lot of these things that people are saying is leaked out is true because it's just going to come out. He said a lot of us are accidentally dropping these hashtags. He said, but a lot of the uh, Fox centric uh, material is going to be in Doctor Strange. So, 
It's pretty exciting um, to know that's actually kind of more or less confirmed. I mean, that's it's it's about as well kept of a secret as Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield right. being in in No Way Home. It's I mean, we're all pretty pretty confident we're going to see at least Professor X. I'm I'm willing to bet we're going to see uh, Hugh Jackman on screen in Multiverse of Madness. We better. Yeah. At least give um, him the nod. Well, that's funny. I was listening to uh, a video today, and I was telling Jared about this, but I didn't know this, but in um, Captain America First Avenger, hmm. um, Kevin Feige wanted to have Wolverine, Hugh Jackman show up yes. as James Howlett in the scene where Cap saves all of the POWs. The, yes. And because uh, Fox wouldn't allow it, they didn't get to do it. Right. But that was something he wanted. So I think that we're still... And that would have been epic. Yeah, we've still got Papa Feige chopping at the bit to get Hugh Jackman in the MCU. Right. And I think that, that more than likely, especially based on the fact that Wolverine... Or Wolverine. Hugh Jackman posted that picture to his Instagram <laughs> with the Wolverine claws sure. and then with him hanging out with Kevin Feige. Well, in, in cinema, I mean, Hugh Jackman did create Wolverine, as Absolutely. we know and love. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we also have Hamilton star uh, Anthony Ramos. 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 Well, you know, whichever part of the country you come from is how you say it. Tomato, tomato. There's only one way to uh, say it, Blake. Well, I mean, I actually went to school with some uh, Ramos, so, or Ramos. So. Was it him? Yeah. No, it wasn't him. Oh, okay. But anyways. Uh, so he is the play same a, people that pronounce it Haiti and... Uh, Haiti? Yeah. Yes. Cairo. Cairo. If one were to ask what the appropriate pronunciation of that is, just off the... You know, what is it? The country it? or the Haiti. city? Haiti? Or the town? Haiti or Haiti? I think they're spelled the same way. Are they not? No, wow. they're not. They're You're so confident. Don't even know the spelling. Happy, happy the, birthday the to Brittany Shelton. Welcome to the comments, Britt. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. The country is Haiti, and the town south of us is Haiti. So, yes. yeah. and it's got a wow. Y in it. it does. Of an and I. the other one is H A I T I. Exactly. So, yep. I mean, I'm usually pretty on top of my spelling and pronunciations. But, <laughs> yeah, you definitely are. You know, unless Danny gives, for gives me that look, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, anyways, he. So is, I do want to say uh, that's what I was talking about. Rob Liefeld, uh, creator of a lot of very famous um, comic book characters, uh, uh, Deadpool is being one. Um, uh, Cable um, from uh, uh, X-Force could not draw hands and feet so every time that he drew a character their feet were out of the the scene that he drew and their huh. hands were in fists. Really? Because he couldn't draw He okay. could draw the fists though. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Anthony Ramos mm -hmm. is, uh, is to play a big role in Ironheart uh, that was just released within the past 48 hours. Which would be pretty cool. He was in um, he was in Hamilton Godzilla. He was in Godzilla too. <laughs> Um, he was in Hamilton, uh, not currently though. The, the right. current Broadway cast, he's not a part of that. But if you watch it on Disney Plus, Anthony Ramos sure. is is in it. The one that counts, right? Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm going to see Hamilton on Broadway in April. He, right. Cool. You know, probably won't be there, but hey, you never know. Though. You'll never yeah. know. You never know. <laughs> uh, so we also have uh, No Way Home will finally be out streaming February 28th, which is exciting, but will not be on Disney Plus. <laughs> so who's getting it? Is Amazon stars. Stars and Stars. Amazon, I know it would be on those two. Uh, I think there's a couple more, but Disney Plus is not in that criteria. Well, they so. shouldn't be because it's not. Well, I mean, come rights. on. If it wasn't for Feige, I mean, they wouldn't really be as yeah. successful as they were with the movie. But like so. uh, Far From Home and uh, Homecoming are not on Disney Plus. Right, though. right. But that was prior to the bot the collaboration that they ended up going, well, I mean, going uh, with. No, because I mean, after they had the, 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 the first two movies. No, no, no. I mean, the discrepancy they had where they thought about splitting up and then oh, they yeah. reinitiated the new agreement. Right. Uh, those were prior to that, so I don't know. Yeah. I, 
I mean, I think they're gonna they're still gonna try to shunt people to stars. Sure. Um, with the hope that they can. Well, Sony's wanting to pull more money toward their way than you know Marvel. Marvel's got to get enough going on for them, so yeah. I guess they're okay Marvel's with that. Got, Marvel's got some things going on. Uh, let's see. We also have uh, Lucasfilm is developing a live action uh, Star Wars Disney Plus series that sets during the High Republic era, <gasps> and is heavily inspired by Stranger Things. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Those two things don't make any sense together. I don't know. Uh, that came out yourself, to, sir. That came out today. There's a couple like pretty solid uh, sources that I shall not name, just because I don't remember them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, like rumor mill, where like, yeah. some of the facts. Yeah. You're not, you're no, not uh, to admit that. No, no. They come from a couple sources, though, that I mean, are pretty solid on a lot of these, fa- these rumors that we come out with. Yeah. Uh, and that report to a lot of different, I mean, people. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm interested in seeing a High Republic era show. So, well, I mean, here's a crazy thing with universes like Star Wars, and we're seeing this in other. Uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, uh, that's a joke. Uh, we're seeing this in other areas as well because uh, uh, Paramount is coming out with the uh, uh, Master Chief uh, Halo uh, yeah. show. Right. So we have commercials for that. Yeah, and it, I mean, Halo is another quality example. Not necessarily the same uh, ballpark as Star Wars, but they both have immersive universes that span thousands of years so being able to actually explore things that you never would have dreamed of from just the original you know movies is fantastic because i mean there's hundreds of books from star wars and comics and lore and things from thousands upon thousands of years like the initial trilogy was maybe like a you know a drop in the bucket of the actual timeline of star wars so it'd be really interesting to see especially because the high republic's so different from what we've seen in terms of star wars entries uh right cinematically so far so yeah it'd be pretty exciting yeah and then we also have uh which we posted today disney plus just released their first official poster of obi-wan uh which comes out uh, oh man i posted that earlier and i <laughs> yeah, forgot is, is it march <laughs> uh i believe it is march let's see let me pull it up real quick <laughs> this is some hard-hitting news yeah. from, from Blake here. Uh, no, May, May 25th. Google hey. search it. So, yeah, May, May 25th. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. We got hey, They both start with M. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> boom, Ewan boom, McGregor boom. coming in. So uh, familiar face that we all love. Yeah, and they're they're setting it 10 years after the end of uh, Rise of the Sith. Right, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, yep. close enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I it's, it's, it it's taking memory. place right after that. So, what is the yeah. what is the time uh, period difference between Revenge of the Sith and then uh, A New Hope? How many years have passed between that? Twenty, twenty. Right? Yeah, 20. Okay, so yeah. this is halfway. This is like halfway between uh, three and four. Okay, so we're definitely still Jedi out there. Sure. They haven't all been eliminated right. yet. And it's yeah. still in the Bad Batch era, probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit. Well, actually, Bad Batch era is like a, I mean, a year to two years after yeah. Yeah. Uh, three, but. Uh, which season two of that will be coming out here soon, I believe. Uh, April, maybe? Or March? can't I, remember. I don't know. I've actually enjoyed the Bad Batch series. For, I mean, for it being an animated series, I think it's really cool. And it, 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 You know, out of all the things that, that Star Wars has done, probably their animated shows are the best things that they've put out. Right. In terms of world building, characters, and just likability of the entire storyline. I mean, right. that what a crazy... Uh, crazy successful thing that they did there but i'd watch that more than i'd watch a lot of other yeah. shows that they'd have, that's so. where i think if i'm not mistaken that's where they introduced cad bane i mean into uh clone i'm wars. not 100 oh, sure was it clone cad, wars? Yeah. cad bane okay. wasn't, well, a, wasn't cad, yeah it was cad a, bane wasn't bad batch because i watched it two nights ago yeah sure. and that's where him and Phoenix shan's first uh 
run-in was. Yeah. And uh, that's why they kind of have some beef. Which well, I, I really Bad Batch really picks up at the, like, tail kind end of. Where Execute Order 66 yeah. starts, it starts from there. The Clone Wars. Yeah. Right. Ben, ben, could you look that up? Was Cad Bane, was that his, I don't know why I'm looking at the TV like Ben's over there. Was uh, <laughs> is that Cad Bane, was he uh, a character for Clone Wars, or was he part of the comic book canon before? I believe he was created by Dave Filoni for. He was in the. Oh, was he? Okay, I think I know he was in some comic books too. He could have been in because there's artwork out there of the comics he's in. Yeah, yeah. who knows? But uh, I do know that the the voice, the guy that played his voice in uh, Clone Wars and Bad Batch, also was the same guy that voiced him in Boba Fett. So yeah, yeah, which is uh, an iconic voice. Cad Bane. Yeah, yeah. What a what a the crazy entry and then exit to uh, see him to in a back character. to tank. So <laughs> I know I thought that's what we were gonna get, but we'll we'll. Talk I feel like back to tank in the in the Star Wars series are gonna be like uh, the Eagles and Lord of the Rings is like, oh no, he's gonna die. Just put him in the goo and then yeah. he'll be okay. <laughs> like that'll solve everything. Uh, and last but not least, we got Don Lee who will return as his Eternals uh, hero Gil- Gilgamesh. In his up in some upcoming MCU project, That's it's unnamed. Be a flashback or something. It has to be, I would think. I mean, because I mean, from the Eternals that you know died in the Eternals movie, I mean they're pretty much dead, dead. I would think. <laughs> well, the knowing that they're and and we have to take um, uh, what is the name? The judge, uh, Aramish or yeah. Or, Close enough. Is that right? Uh, yeah. The the eternal the not eternal the celestial that yeah. created them said that Lizard their technology, Mish. but I don't know that that's necessarily true considering Thanos has a brother. Um, that that that's that what actually holds up that he may have been lying. Yeah. Um, so uh, it it is possible though if their technology though that that it's able they're able to remake it. Sure. Um, not saying that that's the case, but well, here, here's the way I look at it: well, Celestials are actually not a human humanoid. You the know, Eternals? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The Eternals are not a humanoid. I mean, they were created. I mean, they're kind of a... AI? Uh, yeah, an AI <laughs> of some sort. Yeah. Why can they not just be, you know... Well, there's like, the other b- problem. Like they vision, can't have kids, you know? but we know for a fact that Thanos, who is... Um, he's not an Eternal. Right. He's a he's a mix between an Eternal and sure, a Deviant. Sure, sure. But his brother is an Eternal. Right. And he... Well, I think a brother. Two Eternals yeah. cannot make a kid, but an Eternal and a human can. Yeah. No. What? Yeah. I don't think so, because they're not bio- they're, There's no biological. Oh no! Oh no! It's an Eternal and a Deviant. Is it? They can make. Thanos is a product of an Eternal and a Deviant. Right, but Star Fox isn't. Oh, uh, you're right. They're only half brothers. Uh, curious to see and how he has a brother. Bring yeah. that in, actually. So, huh, true. What's the explanation for that? I have no other idea what you guys that, are talking about. Yeah, no. <laughs> other than and on the top fact of that, that a guy, he was lying. His brother is just you know. Has a band and can sing like that yeah. too. Yes, so. <laughs> he was in One Direction, famously. Yeah. All right, let, let's get back on track here. We went down a weird. Path. <laughs> All right, you either live long so. enough, to nope. either die or live long enough to see yourself become a boy band member. <laughs> so that is this week on Rumor Mill, and these rumors are milled. <laughs> these rumors are milled. That's not it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so quit, we do have <laughs> so Jared's out. Uh, Rose, if you're doing anything next Wednesday, we have an open seat. Um, hey, that was compliments to Ben, not to Ben. Yeah, <laughs> these rumors have been milled. That was that was Ben's so, fine words, actually. Rose, as much as we're uh, enjoying having you with us, you did come to talk to us about your book, correct? Correct. Okay, so um, it is called Fireball Teen Superhero. Yes. And you want to tell us a little bit about it? Uh, it's, uh, my first book and I grew up on the space coast of Florida, 
My dad was an Apollo engineer. Wow. So it was very uh, exciting to see. I saw John Glenn go up and... Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so, wow. <laughs> yeah. so that's, very, a, that's pretty impressive. It's <laughs> pretty, pretty long time ago. <laughs> and uh, I have, also have a T-shirt, so I'm going to show you a picture because I have a fabulous artist. I have a fabulous artist on Fireball. Can you see it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Short and sweet. You want to see any more of it? You got to pay for. You got to pay, all right? <laughs> but uh, anyway, so. Um, all these books had been in the background. I became a licensed clinical social worker. I was in private practice for many years in Florida and really didn't like it that much. Wanted to write a book and then was retired and moved up to Missouri. And I uh, was looking but over my face. from Florida I to don't. Missouri? Everybody like, asked me that. I said that to the other day. What is wrong with you? I don't know what got into me, okay? Like, I was, okay, okay. You, know, you okay. know the best part about Look. Missouri? The parts of the years that it's like Florida. <laughs> <laughs> the 12 Except days out of the year. <laughs> the non-consecutive days. Yeah. Yeah. But Florida is like 95 degrees where I live all year long. Yeah. Oh. So it gets pretty hot. Sure, you know? sure. But anyway, um. So I'm actually from, and I hate to admit this, rumor mill it is, but it's, this is true. I'm actually from Arkansas, about an hour and a half down from here. Okay. So, you know, I had a reason to come up here and do some How things. close are you to Johnny Cash's childhood home, like where you grew up? I don't know where he grew up. In Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> They, it's in the same state. I know state, Elvis. I, I was. Yeah, I, I'm state. close to Elvis's home. Okay. Memphis. Well, Grace, Grace <laughs> okay. But um, anyway, so I was looking over Facebook one day, and there was a lady in the UK that was an author, and she had a five-day writing challenge, and I joined it, and it got me writing, and I wrote the book in like three months, and then. I ran into the marketing problem <laughs> where I'm at right now. But it's getting there. It's going to be on Amazon, I'm hoping, in the next two or three weeks. Oh, very cool. Very and awesome. uh, I would love to read you a little of it. Yeah, we would love that as well. Um, right. Actually, real quick, uh, one of our uh, followers, Jesse, wants to know what part of Arkansas you're from. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. <laughs> it's so little. But it's very close to Wilson. It's like 10 minutes from Wilson and about 15, about 30 minutes from... Memphis, yeah, 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 yes. Frenchman's Bio, <laughs> nice. wow. a good little, good little farm town there. there you go. <laughs> it's like three people left. My cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so anyway, th- so this is uh, this is a little bit of the story. Levi was 14 years old. Like other teens, he was getting pimples and bullies were harassing him. He always felt different, and he longed for a place of belonging. Levi could sense when something good or bad was going to happen. He'd often see a moving picture in his mind of the coming incident. It kind of freaked him out, but he never shared his visions with anyone, thinking, fearing they might think he was crazy. He did feel a little loony sometimes, as he often had the same thoughts over and over. The psychiatrist he'd been seeing since he was eight had diagnosed Levi with moderate to severe obsessive-compulsive disorder. The symptoms would cause him problems. Sometimes Levi would forget if he'd done something like locking a door. His anxiety would force him to return many times to double and triple check it. He worried incessantly about everything, including cleanliness, and sometimes he'd wash his hands so often they turned red. I am weird, he thought. <laughs> but his mother and his father had said his father had been just like him, so that offered a tiny bit of consolation, considering how successful his father had been in the space program. Levi's father had been the head scientist for the, and I had to rename it NACA. It's actually NASA, but I can't really use that. So it's NACA now. <laughs> that actually was their original name. Yeah. National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics. They lived on the space coast of Florida. 
near the Atlantic Ocean. Their little city had grown significantly over the past five years as the space program had been rejuvenated thanks to billionaire investors. Now companies relocated their monthly. Satellite Town had always had a village vibe. It was a place where everyone knew everyone, even during the space program's explosion in the 60s and beginning of the 70s. It still felt like a warm little village, but it was transitioning from small and comfy into the aloofness and busyness of city life. Levi liked the excitement the rocket programs were bringing. Thousands of visitors lined streets of Satellite Town each month, and this is actually what's going on with SpaceX now. Um, <clears throat> but uh, rockets boomed from their pads at NACA into the skies. Shouts and cheers will resound everywhere through the town as the thrill of seeing history being made had everyone's hearts bounding. The huge ro rockets shook the ground for miles around, making it feel like an earthquake. Uh, all over Central Florida. Amazingly, I'm sorry, I had to make some corrections. I'm trying to read my writing. <laughs> <laughs> SpaceX Corporation managed to land their enormous boosters that blasted rockets into orbit onto a barge in the ocean. The boom of the impact on landing was more intense than launch itself. Uh, Levi stared into his blue and red trim Superman mirror. He was kind of old for it, but he couldn't give it up, not just yet. He felt it was his mission to pay respect to the original creators of Superman. They, too, had been young Jewish boys like him. Back in the 40s, they had to hide their ethnicity because of prejudice toward Jewish people. The mirror was full length, just as he had requested for Christmas four years ago. And he liked to be sure he left the house looking good. He had a head-to-toe checklist. Uh, we spotted a button undone on one of the pockets. That was exactly the kind of thing that bugged him. He carefully worked the tin button back into the hole where it belonged and smoothed his wavy brown hair until no piece was out of place. Levi was only three when his father, Sam, died. And when Levi was eight, his mother began to explain his father's death. At that age, she thought Levi would really understand. The thought of never being able to see his daddy left Levi sad. Sometimes he had overwhelming grief. But his grandparents were, another, were like another set of parents to him. <coughs> Skip to the more exciting part. Hang on. <laughs> Um, okay, so here we go. The headache came on so intensely that Levi buckled to the floor, holding his head with both hands. Again, he thought? This was happening at least two times a week. He had not told anyone because it seemed like he knew what to do to stop it. The next phase started. A glimmering, shining light radiated from his head down into his arms. Brilliant, gold-colored rays appeared to come from his belly, too. He held his arms out in front of him so he could watch what was happening to them. The light controlled his movements to some extent, leaving him feeling a bit out of control. The glow intensified as it traveled down both arms and into his hands. Soon the light encompassed his whole body. He felt confused and frightened, but he knew he had what he had to do to stop it. He locked his bedroom door and stumbled quickly to the closet. There on the inside wall, he had removed a piece of cedar plank to create a hidden slot. He had stashed an old, very large, and battered-looking dictionary there. He carefully pulled out the dictionary, which seemed to be faintly glowing like his belly. He turned back the cover. Inside, he had cut out the middle to create a secret compartment. From the compartment, he carefully lifted out a book he had hidden. As he opened the ancient, sacred book, golden rays streamed from its pages. The book's title was Kadosh. He remembered the, the day he bought it. He and his mother, Mary, were out together enjoying one of their favorite activities, antiquing. He loved old books, especially the ones with details like raised letters and gold embossed emblems. So basically the book gives him his power. 
Oh, that's weird cool. Ass. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, <laughs> I, I love you don't that. get to that point and then I'm sorry, stop. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's not fair so at all. Two, two to three more weeks, we can probably read more. Yes, and I will get you copies. I will oh, definitely okay. get you. Copies. Very nice. Okay. So, uh, Rose, when you do have copies in hand, uh, I, we will get some off of you, and we'll actually give them away on the show. Yes. Awesome, beautiful. I have a thirteen-year-old son that would probably oh, love to uh, read that. Oh, that's a perfect age. So, yeah, perfect I age. A, I got a house full of kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hey, another. We give these charts to He's your got about kids. five of them. I'm not, I'm not, well, a, I'm not a 13 year old child, but I'd still love to read it. So. Well, this if is that's what, allowed. So, well, yeah. this is what I kind of wrote it. And then, uh, you know, I've had teachers and I've had, uh, oh, the illustrator, my illustrator, Lorenzo Lozana. He created, he's created a lot of superheroes. He's at all the Comic Cons. He's a fabulous illustrator. And uh, he actually made a YouTube video called Hair Love that won an Oscar. So he's going big. He's been oh, invited, wow. He's, yeah, he's been invited to work for Netflix and YouTube, creating wow. some other things. So, nice. and, and he may be selling some things to overseas, too. So unfortunately, he's not going to be my illustrator anymore. But I'm sure. still friends with him. And, you know, he's going to give me off to a friend who does the same illustrations because I'm going to have probably uh, three or four books in the series. Oh, wow. Oh, but they all cool. take place on the Space Coast. It's very exciting. And I, the action just keeps going. So if you're going to have multiple book. books, does this mean you're going to kind of create your own Avengers team of characters? Well, I could do that. <laughs> then you can talk about it on Riverdale. Expanding universes are the big thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Blake has a character for you. He's a gruff guy with a beard that uh, has uh, claws coming out of his hands. His, name, <laughs> his name's Wolverine. Blake. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Wolverine should make an appearance in my book. There you go. <laughs> I mean, if you can't say NASA, I don't know if you're going to get the rights. Yeah, I don't think so. If you can legally pull that off, I am so down. I don't don't think NASA has the lawyers that Marvel does. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it, really. So so I really appreciate y'all having me on. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. Thank you. Looking forward to uh, getting it. Very excited, yes. Very cool. Yeah, and keep us posted on everything, and we'll we'll post it on our socials and stuff. So I really do. For sure. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful evening. You know if they can see you, right? While you're putting yeah. your hand out. <laughs> We're going to switch to three cameras. <laughs> oh, cool. That's Thank you. Hey, y'all have a good night. Thank nice y'all so much. You. I'll see y'all soon. So That's really cool. Yeah, that, that was is. really cool. God, I am a piece of shit. I could never write a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying. So, again... Uh, it's a cool illustration. I'm so bad at centering things on our cameras. Uh, Fireball Teen Superhero. We we'll have some t-shirts here. Yeah, Facebook absolutely. We will. Um, we have some t-shirts here that we can give away, as well as uh, you know, uh, <laughs> give one to Jared. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I like books. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> books are cool, man. Speaking of W2F moments, you guys want to talk about our top five? Let's this week? do it. We're getting so good at that. Yeah. Everybody's favorite segment. Is it your favorite segment? Top five. I'm going to assume it's a top five in the summer. <laughs> top five. All right, top five this week. We are doing top five WTF moments. Uh, so that's from anything, video games, movies, TV shows, uh, comic books, uh, books. Anything uh, in Real the world. life, <laughs> even. Um, real cool. life. <laughs> so starting with our number five Blake what is your number five WTF All right, moment? number five is from the movie The Counselor with uh, Javier Bardem and Cameron Diaz uh, I'm not going which to which scene 
I'm not going to go Which scene? <laughs> yeah, well, Which I'm scene gonna, specifically? When you say what the... WTF, you know, moments. That, that literally if you don't describe it, I'll describe it <laughs> ten times cruder than you ever could. So we have uh, Cameron Diaz on the windshield of a car. Okay. And while Javier's actually uh, uh, explaining to uh, Michael Fassbender this phenomenon that happened to him in his life with this woman. Well, what was the phenomenon? Uh, Cameron Diaz likes to dance on a windshield. And... I will let you look up the scene. No, nope, uh, you don't if, need to. It's if, uh, if, if you really want to know what the Jared, Jared, I haven't seen this. So what happens? Uh, she basically ends up doing the splits and putting her vagina for full view on the guy in the vehicle. So okay, <laughs> yeah, is it? It was not. It was a WTF moment. There's multiple. There's multiple websites the you can find it on if you're really inclined. <laughs> and so, do, do we know? Like, was there like a behind the scenes? Did they do like a? Uh, uh, a, like a CGI, or like was there a? Uh... No, they don't sh- actually sh- show oh, okay. detail. So it's just they, it's, you see from the rear, so okay. like you just you don't see nothing. You don't actually get grotesque and nasty in it, mm-hmm. but you're just still at the moment. You're like, what the, you know? <laughs> so yeah, you're cool. per- you're a pervert. I never knew this about you. Yeah. I like it. Oh, the counselor is a pretty common movie that probably a lot of people have seen. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Jared. I never saw the movie. I saw that one scene one time. <laughs> <laughs> Does that have something to do with your spider webs? So my number five. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. My number five is uh, Luke's entrance in the Mandalorian season two. Had no idea that was going to happen. Yeah. Complete, complete shock to me. Uh, I, like most people, were watching the whole setting going, who the heck is that person? Uh, And then, you know, he shows up and just absolutely destroys probably one of the cooler scenes in star wars history you know him just taking out all those uh what were those bots called they were specific uh I swear the to God, death <laughs> the was it dread what, yeah well yeah whatever they were like they like you saw them Dreadnought just destroy the mandalorian you know bo katan all of them were whooping them up and then luke comes in and just destroys like 50 of them right. uh what a cool entry back into this yes. Rose, you left, okay? You can't come back. <laughs> Rose is coming back now. I left my purse in here. <laughs> that's in my. That's like my number six WTF moment was Rose popping back up. There you go. <laughs> she, she's she's letting us know she wrote another book. That's what it is. <laughs> she walked out. Yeah, she walked out, wrote a book, and came back. <laughs> so yeah, so that's my number five is Luke's uh, crazy entry into the uh, world of the Mandalorian. So uh, Ben's number five is Split, uh, the second installment of the Unbreakable oh, series. Yeah, that movie. is a, a big surprise that they drop uh, near the end of the movie. You find out that it's actually in the Unbreakable in the same universe. universe. Yes, uh, Heather, what's your number five? The Peacemaker sex scene. That was. Oh, yeah? Uh, you guys are perverts, I swear. <laughs> that took you by surprise? It did. I mean, I knew it was coming because of all everybody talking yeah, about did. it, but... <laughs> Hers was a WTF I won it moment. Uh, Taylor, Burton, Taylor Burton says his number five is the Council of Reeds, uh, which is really cool. It's, it's uh, oh, yeah, Basically, yeah. the Council of Ricks is based off of it, or the Citadel of Ricks is based off of that. It's an idea where uh, all of the different Reed Richards from all the different multiverses come together, create a council where they all talk together and decide large decisions um, because they're the smartest men in every universe that they exist in. Um, And in almost every instance, they had the Infinity Gauntlet to themselves from their own universes. Oh, wow. 
Imagine seeing that in the cinema. Yeah. Woo. How arrogant um, of a person do you have to be to just be like, yes, I will meet all the other character, my me's from the different yeah. multiverses. Because yeah. we, we are the smartest ones. You know, you used to think the Illuminati was a bunch of high-to-do assholes in the Marvel world, and then you get Reed Richards like, I'm on the Illuminati and all the other Illuminatis and all the other multiverses, plus I have my own council that's even better than yours. My number five is uh, Metal Gear Solid Psycho Mantis. Um, if you've played the original Metal Gear Solid on PS1, um, Psycho Mantis is a villain you fight against, and whenever you're playing against him, he knows everything you're going to do before you do it because he's reading your mind. Mm. And one of the coolest twists to the game was in order to beat Psycho Mantis, you unplug your controller from the first player port and plug it into the second player port, and he can no longer read your mind, and then you can defeat him. Oh, that's really cool. Re- <laughs> yeah, it was this really cool thing that Hideo Kojima wrote into the game. Um, and it was one of the first instances of something like that in a video game where it was just kind of messing with your mind and you had to figure out a way to get around it that was kind of something you wouldn't do in a normal video game. But um, Psycho Mantis, one of the best villains in uh, video game history and probably one of the most fun like moments where you're like, wait a minute, boom, and then you're like, holy shit, I'm so smart. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that was before like the – I mean, the internet was obviously out by then, but like, yeah. I'm sure that was way before people were like, dude, this is what you can do. So a lot of people were finding yes. that out themselves. Yeah, you, you had to figure it out on your own. That's really um, cool. Mike Casey's was uh, Matt Murdock in Spider-Man, which I think, uh, even though it was rumored way, well ahead of time, it was still – the oh. second he showed up on yeah. screen, yes. the theater went absolutely fucking Insane. ballistic, yes. which was awesome. Blake, you're number four. All right, my number four. Honestly, I can make a top five. <laughs> out of five moments in this movie, honestly. Okay. And I almost did it. I'm like, ah, I need to break it up, you know, blend it, blend it a little bit more things in. So Midsummer. Yeah. It, it, if, if anybody thinks of what the fuck moments, like this literally, this movie is probably the top what the fuck moments of anything I've ever seen in my life. But I will go with the cliff scene where you have the older people once they hit a certain age, they just pretty much fall off a cliff and hit a rock to die because it's their time. Yeah. That that was one of the very few, and that's the only one I put in my top five off that movie. But there was a lot. Ooh. You just want a WTF day, watch that movie. There is so much buildup in that movie to what is going to go happen to that old man. And, and not knowing what is going to happen, like having like been told ahead of time. Right. And you're just like the whole time, you're like, no, don't, don't, jump, don't jump off of that. Yeah. Don't do it. I mean, and it's very vivid. I mean, very detailed, grotesque. I mean, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the that moment in the movie, especially since they show the full descent from the top of the cliff to the rock he lands on, man, yeah. <laughs> and he swan dies like here? he lands the top yeah. of his head first. And it, is it the man or the woman that survives the fall? I think it was the man. Yeah, because then that guy with and the then big they go there and finish him off, just finishes him off. Yeah, it's like. Wow, I you mean, know, you know, Blake. If you ever jump off of a large cliff and don't die, I would bash. I'd bash your head with a hammer. Thank you. You're, you're so welcome. I you would, know, Blake. I would really hope you that. don't even have to fall off a cliff, and I'll do it. Thank you. You just bash you're your welcome. head with Thank a you. hammer. And this that's is the, how good of a friend I am. This Jared. is the last episode I will see y'all on. So. <laughs> uh, Pulls out so hammer. Yeah, that's my number four. <laughs> uh, Jesse, that is a great question. Uh, that is a real problem that Ben has to probably worry about all of his life. Uh, the question was, if uh, one of my kids becomes <laughs> Spider-Man, does Ben have to move away or let nature take its course? Oh, man. Because he's Uncle Ben. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't get that at all yeah, at first. I got yeah. that right. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Ooh. Jared, you're number four. <laughs> so a lot of mine were like 1As and 1Bs, but uh, I'm going to go 
with uh, Bane breaking Batman's back from the uh, Nightfall uh, series. Yes. Uh, one of the crazier uh, moments in Batman history in general, just because before then you'd never really seen Batman get bested. And then the aftermath of Batman uh, not being Batman anymore, Azrael taking over, you know, having him do all these crazy things in Gotham, which put people's trust against Batman. And you kind of started to see for one of the first times, like the police force didn't want to work with Batman and treated him, you know, as a, as also a villain. So kind of a crazy thing. I swear to God, every time I talk, Danny just looks over at that TV I'm screen to you. And it's just like, <laughs> I was like, who's reading stuff? Like screen. what's going on? Yeah. Jeez. We just need to change it. Let's put one behind it. <laughs> I've head. recently been diagnosed with ADHD. If that answers your question, I cannot concentrate on one thing. Well, it still doesn't explain why you're looking at the, Oh wait, no. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my number four. <laughs> uh, Ben's number four. Is it? Did he put it up there? Anyway, uh, Heather, you're number four. Has everybody seen Don't Breathe? Uh, yes. I've not. Oh, my go God, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, the nasty scene towards the end, you know, semen and turkey baster. Woo! What? You are. Um, so have you ever seen Don't Breathe? I'm not going to explain it that much, but basically this guy kidnaps. He, he, or there was people that broke into his house. He yes. ties one of up, wants to have a kid, and is going to So this to is Heather's top five WTF sex scenes. <laughs> uh, no, that's the last well, one. <laughs> if you can't tell, this is what surprises Heather. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one's just a nasty moment, but. <laughs> There's Ben's number four. So this guy breaks out a master baster and inseminates a woman. He's trying <laughs> tries to, to. Tries to. to. Okay. She fights back, and it goes in his mouth. All right, Ben's number four. In Arrival, the flashbacks were actually future memories, meaning Louise and Ian were going to have a daughter and watch her die. (laughs) (laughs) I never watched that movie, so Uh, I didn't either. I don't know. Is that Britney's number three? Uh, yeah, Quicksilver pretty- and Scarlet Witch incest in the comics. Yeah, I guess she didn't have a she's five always, or four. She's no. always trying to one up. Not us. familiar That's what with it that. Uh, Mike Casey's number four. The other guys, The Rock and Sam Jackson, jumping off the roof and dying near the start of the movie. That caught me off guard. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Taylor Burton killing joke. Um, so violent and dark. Torturing Barbara and Jim is crazy. Yeah, uh, the idea that anyone can have one bad day and it turned them into the Joker. Uh, which was what the Joker was trying to prove by shooting Barbara Gordon through the spine to drive her, hu- her husband, her father, crazy. Um, <laughs> Heather was supposed to share her list on After Dark. Whoops. My number four <laughs> is Wolverine Kills the Mongrels. Um, so this is a story from the Wolverine comics. There is a special team of mercenaries trained specifically to defeat Wolverine, and they make his life a living hell for several issues in the comics. When he finally gets his hands on them, he kills them all, or they kill themselves in front of him, and he can't get to them. Um, after they all die, the main villain of the arc reveals that every single one of those people were one of his kids, one of Wolverine's illegitimate children that he had never met or known anything about, and he had murdered his own children and had no idea. So, you know. Sure. Wolverine you know, doesn't feel great about his past as it is, and, it and then he turns around and murders a bunch of his kids. Well, at least he didn't get uh, semen in his mouth. Yeah, well, there's, yeah. there is that. So, <laughs> Oh, ultimate Quicksilver. Thank you, uh, Brittany. You have to – that's a, definitely a, you know, alternate storyline, alternate universe. The main <laughs> Marvel 616, Are they have not banged each other. Are we supposed to click on that, <laughs> Yeah. Give also, it, give us the abbreviated version. We're not going to do our homework. What are you doing? <laughs> um <laughs> 
Blake, your number three. <laughs> so my number three uh, was uh, Revenge of the Sith, Star Wars Episode Three. Anakin killing the younglings when he turns. <laughs> like, we we all know he's killing Jedi. We all know he's transitioning in Darth Vader. But, I mean, that that movie came out in what? 2000? <laughs> Master Skywalker, what are we supposed to <laughs> do? Yeah. There's too do many of them. <laughs> and it, like, like, I mean, I was like 14, 15, I think, when that came out. I was like, holy shit. Mm. I'm like, they're straight going to show him killing these little kids. And so, like, that was a, you know, a WTF moment in my life. God. What a... Do you, you know it would have been listen if those kids would have actually put up a good fight like, <laughs> like you know you get 20 kids that just jump you know Anakin they have the force yeah <laughs> yeah well the worst part is you have crybaby Anakin right like all well, the way up tr- to the end of the movie Here's and then it's like all of a sudden he's hard ass Darth Vader yeah. like like out of nowhere, yeah, yeah. Like, well, hey, when the dark side takes over, the dark side takes over. I mean, you know, before he's like bitching about sand and how it's so coarse and he doesn't like it, and then he's like does one thing and then he's just like kills little kids. So I love that meme you shared with us uh, earlier today, where it's like uh, uh, Obi Wan is like Anakin, fuck Mary, kill, and he's like Padme. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Did all that in two episodes. <laughs> really Jared, you're number three. Wait, hold on. Did he just do his number three? He did. I did. I wasn't paying attention to that at all. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. cool. Uh, <laughs> all good things. Ooh, my number three, uh, are you guys COD players, Call of Duty? Uh, uh, I was. I used Call to be. Yeah. Okay, so if you're, if anybody is a Call of Duty fan, Call of Duty uh, uh, Modern Warfare 2, there's a scene in which you – or there's a, there's a gameplay in which you basically, like, are in this house – and you just fight off waves and waves and waves of these guys. And it is an intense it's an intense part of the game. Like it sucks. Like you die a lot. And then it's a very, very end. If you haven't played this, the game's like twenty years old, so screw you. Uh <laughs> if, if like at the very end, these guys are just like trying to like they, they killed everybody, the choppers come down, they see its reinforcements, this general guy that's been sending them on missions comes out. And he just comes out and just you see your sidekick uh, partner guy just get shot in the head and it's it's crazy because like you did not expect that in a in a first person shooter game let alone anything but probably one of the crazier game moments that I've ever experienced so because I I was completely thrown off guard I yeah. was like there's a pop pop a pop a leader there uh, coming to save us and he just starts shooting people in the head so that's my number three nice. yeah that's crazy yeah. Uh, Ben's number three is Superior Spider-Man is Doc Ock. It's okay. Um, I corrected him in the comments. Everyone was like, well, how the hell are they going to do that? And it turned out incredible. He's right. Best version of Spider-Man ever. Um, the storyline was personal amazing favorite. because uh, Doc Ock had taken over Peter's mind and wiped Peter out completely, got rid of his his uh, m- his uh, memories and everything out of the brain and just took it over. Um, and then Peter found a way to come back and had this whole plan to um, reinsert himself into his own body. He took over Doc Ock's dying body and created a chip that would reimplant his mind into his own body. And then whenever, in the last seconds, when he went to implant the chip, turns out Doc Ock had put in a metal plate that covered the part of his neck that he would need to insert the chip into. The chip broke, and Peter died. Oh, crap. And (laughs) and, uh, Doc Ock stayed in his body, and basically Peter Parker died. Um, How did that end, that series end? Um, eventually, after he um, learned what it meant to be a hero, um, Peter's mind started to reassert itself over his own body, and then they cloned Peter, moved Doc Ock's mind into the clone, and Peter was able to take his own body back over. Um, so Even after Doc he died. Ock thought he had wiped his brain out huh. and like eliminated him from his body. He was actually still in there. Um, but, yeah. 
Uh, Taylor Burton's number three, Destiny 2, Forsaken Expansion, The Murder of Cade Six. If any is familiar with the game, it really was a heavy part. He's right. That's the character voiced by Nathan Fillion. Um, yes, I of, love Nathan. Fillion. Of uh, the, the main character in the in the show Firefly, which Danny's never oh, seen. Oh, I was gonna say uh, that's Danny's favorite show. It's just no. What's the one where he's the writer? Fuck. Oh, uh, Castle. Castle. Yeah, Castle. Yeah. Main character in Castle. Not uh, as good. as I like Castle. Castle. Not known for doing anything else. Six seasons in a movie van. He was Hammer Man in uh, Doctor Evil. He was that uh, EKG or whatever, uh, whatever the fuck it was. His name was in the. Um, a suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's uh, detachable, detachable character. Yeah, it's something. arm fall off boy. In the comics. <laughs> I don't remember what they named him in the. What a name, uh, Heather. You're number three. The Willy Wonka boat tunnel scene. Oh, where Jesus they, where they all had yeah. sex. Yeah. No, not this time. <laughs> you just got weird bugs and a chicken getting its head cut off while you yeah. know little children are floating down a chocolate river. And mm. that's why Willy Wonka is not allowed within 500 feet of a school. Yeah. <laughs> 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 My number three is the Invincible Comics. Whenever Omni Man, Omni Man was un, uh, revealed to be the villain that was killing all of the other heroes off. Yeah. Um, it took a lot longer than the comics. Did. Yeah, yeah. In the show, it was like episode three when they showed it. Um, or was it the end of episode he killed, one? He killed oh, it's all the end of episode one. The very end of episode one. Yeah, the show. It's the end of episode one. In the comics, it was the end of the first run. So they yeah. went like sixteen episodes, uh, sixteen issues of the yeah. comic before they unveiled that it was Omni Man that was actually the villain. It, and it made a lot more sense in the show to do it very first thing because the yeah. whole we know he's evil, but then he's still interacting with everybody right. and you nobody well, else. I'm knows. not gonna lie, like I, I've never even heard of Invincible before it came on Amazon. Yeah. Sure. And when I first <laughs> I watched that first episode, I'm like I was like. What the hell is going on? This Image, is Image did nothing crazy. for like a long time. Like Spawn came out. Spawn was really cool. They did Pit. They had um, some really cool teams there for a little bit, and then they didn't do anything for like over a decade. And then uh, the guy that wrote, writes uh, Walking Dead. God, what is his name? Damn it, he's the same author for Invincible. Drawing a blank on his name. Ben, help me out. Um, but uh, he signed on with Image and started writing these comics and he pumped out Walking Dead and Invincible, two of the greatest comic stories written in the last couple of decades. Um, back to back, he was doing them side by side. Hmm. Um, Carl! And, yeah, so, uh, and then, the, you know, Image had Chew and some other really great stories going on, like, all at the same time. It was really great. But Invincible was just like... Was it Greg Nicotero? No. So Invincible was just like uh, no, he did the FX on. You're like, oh, this is just going to be another run of the mill superhero story, and then their version of Superman is killing everyone else off, and you find out they're like this space Nazi race. Uh, Frank Darabont? No, not Frank Darabont. He he ran. <laughs> just look it he up. He was the showrunner. <laughs> Somebody look it up. So I'm just. <laughs> he was the showrunner for season one. Oh, of Greg, Greg Nicotero did all the FX and the makeup for Walking Dead. That's who I was thinking. <laughs> this of. is the comic book writer. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Uh, Dan- Danny DeVito. No. Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. Thank yeah. you. That yes, makes sense. Robert Kirkman wrote both Invincible <laughs> and Steven, Steven Seagal. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm just throwing out random names too, you know. Uh, see what but anyway, so Omni Man turning out to be what is functionally the the very first main villain of the series um, was a huge plot twist and uh, a really uh, like a big mind fuck. There's a uh, lot of what the fuck moments in that. There, there isn't is. There a scene, yeah. Isn't there a scene where whenever uh, Invincible's on like the the home world of the whatever? What are they? Viltrumites. Viltrumites. Like he gets he gets like. It's on Earth. By... He gets raped by a female Viltrumite yeah. who wants to carry his child. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, fucked up. It's and and yeah, it scars him emotionally for, As, for the yeah. rest of the series. Yeah, Blake, you're number two. My number two uh, is, is in in game. We uh we all knew Thanos was probably gonna get killed. I mean, but twenty what twenty minutes into Endgame, he gets straight up decapitated by Thor. I'm not gonna lie, that was a shock, and it happened very quickly, way quicker and sooner than I expected when sure. I watched that for the first time. So that was a big WTF moment. Yeah. I was like, wow. That just happened that quick. What well, are they going to do with the rest of the movie? You know, I mean, honestly, yeah. it was so interesting because when when that first came out, we everybody knew, okay, there's going to be time travel. Like we're sure. going to be be introduced into some form of time travel, whether it be multiverse or just time travel in our own timeline. Right. But I, I there wasn't a lot of saying like, hey, this is what's going to happen. Like so, the fact that they were able to kill off our Thanos and then at the very end. Because right. they, they killed two birds with one stone. One, they continued with Thanos' storyline, but still made it impactful that he died. But then also gave us a nerfed Thanos at the end that wasn't like the Thanos we had, you know, because, you know, he just he wasn't as powerful. So, therefore, it made right. it a more even fight. So, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, it, it really surprised me. I, mean, I didn't expect that right off the bat. Yeah. And then to go five years later after that, and then yeah. the movie to take place, and then the past Thanos come back. And then I mean, the whole Thor. thing was just a great surprise. It was just, it was a beautiful movie. And, and honestly, one could even make an argument. I knew in Infinity War that Thanos was going to win, but still watching Thanos win and just seeing everybody fail. Because in a Marvel movie, you always expect... The good guy to win. Something's going to happen. Sure. Good guy's going to come in. We had all these moments. You know, you had, you know, Thor coming in at the fight of Wakanda. Also Thor throwing his uh, uh, Stormbreaker down and, you know, stabbing Thanos. Like, all these different things. You're like, okay, somebody's going to win. Right. And then they don't. And then at the very end, you know, right. like. That was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, was I was really was glad really they nice. took that yeah. turn on it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, but, all right. Uh, Jared, Jared what's, two. what's my number two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> okay, so this one comes from a show on Netflix that has been out more recently. So I'm not going to do any sort of crazy amounts of spoilers, but if you've seen haunting, uh, in Hill house or on Hill house, what is it? What is the it? haunting of Hill house? The haunting of Hill house. Thank you very much. You're welcome. There's a, there's a scene in the very end. Nell, the, one of the main characters, uh, real has a realization that she's actually the bent neck, like neck lady, uh, in the sequence of her finding that out, because throughout the whole thing, we've been seeing this. It, it's, it's a horror, kind of it's a scary show and so she sees this you know i'm not gonna get too far into it because i don't want to spoil it for anybody but it's one of the crazier things because you're like what the fuck's yeah, going not, on I'm not seeing that, it's so. really good they have two different uh bly manor there's a i uh i can't remember the actual full title is from that but there's haunting of hill house which is fantastic if you're hmm. into scarier stuff that whole that whole show is just crazy but the very end completely unexpected and ve- like very surprising what happened so Absolutely. Give, give it a watch. Out. Okay. And Ben's number two. Can you scroll up on the comments? I can't. The chat was too active. Keep posting, Ben. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's in there somewhere. Ben, repost your number two real fast. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, Brittany yes. had a number two that was. You want to scroll up so I can see Brittany's real quick? Her should be at the very Luke, top. On Mando. Luke on Mando. Oh, Luke on Mandalorian. Yep. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, um, Casey's. Mike Casey's number two is the end of Dying Light, the game. Kyle Crane gets saved by Jade at the last minute before turning into a zombie, sacrificing herself to save him. 
Uh, Taylor Burton, uh, Infinity War, for a lot of folks who weren't super comic savvy, it really was traumatic. It was the first time our heroes really lost on screen, and there was no hint of it ever being undone or getting better. I wasn't even, it wasn't even a cliffhanger. It was just dark and hopeless. Truly a WTF experience, I believe, and he is right. And then we get Ben Stewart's number two just popped up. Ned Stark being killed off season one of Game of Thrones. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, oh my God. What a crazy, oh my God, what a crazy thing. Because this show comes out. They're they, they're hoping that it goes the full distance, but early on, Game of Thrones, they were not sure if Game of Thrones was going to make it many more seasons. But you you had this crazy great cast led up by Sean Bean, great character. There's, it was literally the person everybody loved, and and if, and then he freaking dies, which catapults Game of Thrones into one of the biggest what the fuck shows of all time in some of their spoiler stuff. I mean, we have. Uh, that you have the red wedding, you have the purple wedding, you have Oberlin Martell uh, dying to yeah. the mountain, yeah. Jon Snow, who you kind of knew he was going to die, but the moment in which it happens, crazy. Uh, pro- I, honestly, the the ice dragon was pretty crazy. The, you know, coming back up out of the uh, ice was pretty pretty nuts to me. But yeah, what a crazy show in general with the the seven seasons that it was good uh was pretty crazy yeah <laughs> yeah uh and Bullshit. and Eight i read seasons. the books i read the books before the series you know? uh but I- even in the books it's like here's your main character and you're like oh man how's he gonna get out of this and then they cut his head off and you're like fuck <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what's so crazy too is is the storytelling of that ned was kind of our surrogate dad in that whole in that first season of the series because he's like somebody you're like okay this is a good person you know, this guy has honor and all this stuff. And he dies, and then it's like, who the hell do you look up to now? Because the second season, you know, you had Rob Stark as the as the child, you know, who's now the Lord that's trying to, you know, avenge his father. Daenerys isn't really doing anything crazy. Like, there's really no nothing. So season two, you're so filled with dread of going, like, like what's happening? Like, Ned was our dad, you know? Ned, you're like, okay, he's going to fix it. You're like, it's going to be good. And then Ned's dead. Yeah, and then you have all these mysteries about Jon Snow, and you're like, well, how are we ever going to find out? Because Ned's the only one that knew, <laughs> you know? But then eventually you find out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, that whole time it was like, well, how like, how are you ever going to find out what happened here? Rip rip Sean Bean. Yeah. Rip in the chats. F, F in the chat for yeah, yeah. to pay your respects. Yeah. Uh, Heather, you're number two. Number, are we on number two? Yes. Oh, we are on number two. M- mine was stolen by Blake. It was Aww. also Anakin killing the younglings. Oh. Uh, I thought you were going to say the counselor. I was going to be no, like, oh, no. you perverts. Come on. Yeah. Did you I po- mean, yeah. Brittany, yeah, you can post your number one when you're ready. Because, you know, what's crazy, too, about Star Wars was the whole time I watched it, even though it was like an adult thing, because of the way the cinematics were, and you had characters like Jar Jar and, you know, R2-D2 that were kind of lightening the mood. I didn't expect for that to go that, you know, necessarily that way. Dark. Yeah, I mean, the only way that that could have been darker is if they showed him murdering those little kids. Like, we all know those kids were dead, you know, but... Like, and that's twisting the, the saber into their And that's the sad, yeah. the sad truth of what happened was is there was a shit ton of... And there was more people than just the Jedi that died. There was there was whole planets that got targeted and, and murdered during uh, right. Order 66. So it wasn't, yeah. you know... There's just, millions of people that died that day. Just picture the way that he wiped out the sand people in Attack of the Clones and then put younglings in their place, and that's pretty much what he did. Yeah, so, honestly. So that's probably a decent visual, just tiny sand people. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Not just the men, the women and the children, too. <laughs> My number two is uh, Watchmen. When uh, it's revealed that Ozymandias has not uh, is not telling them about his plan, oh. he's already succeeded. I figured when it showed Doctor Manhattan's schlong. No, no, okay. that was uh, yeah, no. I knew that was coming okay. from the comics. All right, cool. Um, yeah. 
need to calm it down with your perverted ways. <laughs> but need Jesus it's such life. a, especially reading it in the comic, um, it was done pretty well in the movie too, but in the comics where, you know, nothing like that had really been done in comics before, and you're really used to, uh, aw, Caitlin. <laughs> uh, in the comics, you're really used to, uh, are you talking about, Ozymandias, Ozymandias, I, I don't know. Um, anyway, it, uh, how do you say that, Danny? It's, it's Ozymandias. You, is it? Uh, it is. Um, <laughs> in comics at that point, you were used to like the normal trope of villains monologuing and then the heroes getting a chance to save everyone. Mm. And in this, you think Ozymandias is monologuing and he's literally explaining what he's already done because he's literally accomplished his entire goal before the heroes figure out that it's him doing it. Um, and so, yeah, killed killed millions of people in an effort to unify the world against a common enemy. Um, and then, yeah, Ozzy Man D ass. Okay, thank you, Ben. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's not a Latino. <laughs> uh, and and totally avoids the um, uh, nuclear fallout and and unifies the world against a common enemy. Hmm. Um, which you know we. Uh, you know, in, in our history, that's not how it went down, but in sure. their world, it is. Uh, Blake, your number one. All right, my number one was going to be just Tobey Maguire in general being Spider Man, but I figured I would catch a lot of flack from that, so I'm going to narrow it down to Tobey Maguire's emo Spidey being a WTF moment. <laughs> that's your number one. Wow. <laughs> It was awful. Yeah. Literally, I, I literally... Oh, okay. No. This isn't like, what the fuck? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, this was literally like the, probably my biggest WTF moment in my life. What? When, when that came on, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? It went like, what the fuck? Like you said, it was a, what the fuck are they doing? They just ruined it. This movie's ruined. He's ruined. Like, Blake was like, I'm never, ever watching another superhero movie again the rest of my life. Well, No, I just said uh, I've never watched another Tobey Maguire movie again in my yeah. life. And here I am watching No Way Home. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, yep, that's my number one. I mean, think of all the great memes we've gotten out of that, and if it hadn't happened, you know? <laughs> yeah. Literally changed the face of, of meme culture. But, yep, that's my number one. <laughs> Jared, you're number one. Hopefully it's not dog shit. <laughs> so, uh, have you guys... Ever... <laughs> like that scene. Have you guys, have you guys ever watched that the movie. show... Uh... Or that actor. Have you guys watched the show Westworld? Oh, yeah, uh, I love Westworld. Season one, Westworld. Yep. Have you guys watched Westworld? Yeah. Westworld? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so... It... Are we talking about the movie or the, the show? The show. The show, the show. On HBO, yeah. right? Season one of HBO, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, the very end, when you find out that the, uh, the man in black was... The same, like it, there were two different timelines. Richard Harris did not see that come. Uh, Ed Harris. Ed Harris, you're right. Did not see that coming at all. I was. Yeah. It's probably one of the few times I've ever watched something where I genuinely was like, Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see that coming. I didn't like, see it coming. So yeah, and if, if you're not familiar, Westworld's a very good show. You should go do it. Oh, if you have yeah. seen it, you absolutely know what happens. It's got a great yeah. cast too. I mean, just all the way around, just great, yeah, great acting. Yeah, really well good. Wrote. Yeah, if you just if you like a lot of weird. Uh, a specific genitalia and, and boob, you know, just naked <laughs> boobs. It's definitely a show to watch. So. Heather, have you seen it? <laughs> I have not. No, okay. <laughs> She's I'll, I'll have to I'm look gonna. Into I'm gonna. Add it to the list. Uh. <laughs> Heather, you're number one. Number one? Heather, you're number one. Spider-Man, <laughs> di- or Spider-Man, Superman dying in Batman vs. Superman. What? Uh, I was mad. my favorite. <laughs> Stupid. You know, yeah. it, it was a very odd 
I I didn't think he needed to die in that that movie. Like it seemed like an odd thing to do, and then like and then bring him back so late in the game in Justice League. Like it almost would have made more sense to not have Superman in Justice League. I just don't know why we can't do an established Superman movie series that's maybe like two movies that are just really good Superman movies, and then do Death and Return of Superman as like a five part series. Yeah. Because you know? I mean that that's really it's such an interesting part of DC Comics in general. Because for the first time, the Justice League was dealing with shit, and they're going, "We don't have our trump card anymore. Like we don't have a oh we, we call we Superman in any fights. Like we're like we got to deal with this shit ourselves." And we, you know what a crazy thing because like you always thought okay you know we're gonna get beat up a little bit. Superman's gonna come in and save it, but now he's gone, and you know you don't have any idea what's gonna happen. Well, if you're trying to create an expanded DCU and you kill off Superman. And then bring in four other Supermen who are not Superman. Yeah. And then have him replace them as Superman again. And then you have Steel, Superboy, uh, the Eradicator, and uh, Cyborg Superman floating around in that multiverse. You've got at least two more heroes that you can tell stories about that aren't your your main heroes that, that would give you a chance to kind of tell those stories of the, the – uh, the design and like the basically the DC version of Iron Man. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to get him out there and have John Henry Irons as a superhero? Like, why wouldn't you want to introduce Superboy? Because it gives you an opportunity to bring um, Teen Titans or Young Justice sure, into yeah, the yeah. DCEU. Like, why why wouldn't you lean into that? Instead, they're just like, we're gonna kill Superman off in this really dumb way with this really shitty version of Doomsday. Yeah, and then we're gonna bring him back and completely skip out the the multiple supermen who come in to to fill the void um it's just it's it's so dumb and i'd like to point out just because i love that he said this today when i watched it uh ben said well danny calling that dog shit my number one is not like calling the quack to calling the stifling slimy all right cat all right cad bane Uh, Brittany's number one was uh, Dark Knights of Steel number four. Um, I don't know what she's referencing there because I haven't read it. Does anybody anybody familiar with? She didn't want to. No, yeah, it, so. it's a it's that's a more recent yeah. storyline, right? Yeah, yes. no, I haven't read it yet. Um, hey, thanks a lot, Brittany, for not following up with the yeah. stuff. We give you one night off, and you don't even uh, <laughs> uh, cover your track. There. Taylor Burton's number one. There's Mike Casey's. Oh, Mike Casey's was Goku was sent to Earth to destroy it originally. I'm sure this was explained early on, but I watched the Cell Saga first growing up and then watched the Frieza Saga. It blew my mind. Uh, yeah, so uh, even though Goku is basically Japanese Superman, he was initially sent to destroy the Earth. Uh, Taylor Burton's number one. The murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Bruce was just a kid and watched his parents get shot right in front of him. Might be overstated, but it's dark. And the fact that Homeboy didn't shoot Bruce, too, is also WTF. He left a witness. Guy was clearly an amateur. Um, Heather, you're number one. Yeah, if I'm going to murder people, Mine I'm shooting the kid, too, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ben's number one is Captain America lifting Molnair in Endgame. Which, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's another situation where uh, the MCU just made a theater fucking erupt. Because that's yes. what happened when I was watching it. You know who the only person that I would have liked more would have been Black Widow lifting? The, I think that would have been even cooler if she would have lifted. Because she's lifted in the comics as yeah. well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But yeah, she, she was she was all dead. Of the, all of the red in her ledger. <laughs> yeah, um, getting to lift. Molnair I, I thought her been. that story arc for her would have re- the, the, her sacrificing herself uh, on Bormir was was a great you know way to end her character. But like you know her being able to lift 
Thor's hammer as well would have been fantastic, especially the, the callback. Yeah. Especially Age of Ultron, where she's like, ah, I don't need to figure that one out. You know, she was one of the few people that didn't struggle she, with yeah, whether or didn't... not she was a good person. She's like, I'm a bad person. I'm just trying to fix it. You know, through all right. these years, and then she finally gets to that spot. But yeah, uh, my number one is uh, JLA. Uh, Justice League of America, Tower of Babel. That's dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a storyline where um, Ra's al Ghul this defeats the entire Justice League, um, and they can't understand how he knew everybody's weaknesses. And then Batman has to step up and confess that he only was able to do this because he stole Batman's plans on how to defeat every member of the Justice League, um, making Batman the villain of this story. Um mm. Uh, and and it was kind of a like nobody knew how this had happened, and then Batman's like, uh, it, I did it, sorry. Um, and it turns out that Batman has always had a way to defeat the entire Justice League, including you know Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash. Um, it's called plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> I think you get it at sharper image. That's that's weird that one of your top five WTF moments was Batman getting his back broken, and then you want to talk. Yeah, about it was plot, plot armor. armor. Yeah, didn't didn't say back. Listen, listen, listen. Bane could have killed Batman, but due to his plot armor, he only managed to break his back. So that's. But uh, yeah, so one of one of the most shocking moments in all of comic book history, um, Batman defeating the Justice League. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's my number one. Sweet, and that wraps up our top five, right? Yeah. So that is our top five. If you did not get a chance to put your top five in the comments, feel free to comment it on the video, and we will check it out. Um, and uh, what is our top five for next week, guys? Oh, man. I'm, we didn't think about this ahead of time. We did not. Yeah, two weeks. You, we you, two you weeks. would think we eventually <laughs> would be thinking about this ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, let's say uh, top five. Have we done anything Star Wars related? No, I, I literally five? was going to say top five Star Wars moments. I don't know about moments. Okay. Top five Star Wars characters and why. Jared, how you feeling about that? Because, I mean, that can be books, comics, movies, cartoons. That's fine. Yeah, yep. top five Star right. Wars characters. Top five Star Wars characters. Sweet. Yeah. All right, so for next week, when Brittany's back on the show, um, it will be <laughs> top five Star Wars characters. Um, so, you know, tune in for that next week. Top five. Man, here comes a lot of overlap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. I'm not going to have any overlap. Before before we continue, I want to give a shout out. Uh, okay. So uh, if anybody is familiar with the Cape Girardeau area uh, and you're a friend of the 420s, uh, Greenlight, having their one-year anniversary. Uh, I know personally there's people that uh, listen to our podcast there on Wednesday nights, so thanks if you guys are still listening. Uh, they're doing their one-year anniversary on Saturday. They're having some food trucks out, some deals. So if oh, you nice. guys are uh, into that want to go out there, it's a great part of uh, our community, great store to go uh, uh, visit and do that stuff, have some uh, have some good food. So definitely check that out if you're in the area and want to do that. So. Fantastic, and always as always, we love to support local businesses. So. Hell yeah, oh, for sure. Not Blake's uh, though. So what about Peacemaker? <laughs> well, I was gonna say uh, we got the finale to Book of Boba Fett oh, today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah who cares about, about Peacemaker? Yeah. There is a <laughs> hey. Spoiler alerts. It, I don't care. I'm gonna give you five seconds if you don't want to listen to this. We talk about Boba Fett every week, and I we were talking about the Rancor, and people are in the comments going spoilers. You should know we're gonna talk about the episode. We've already watched it. You weirdos. If you haven't, then there's something wrong with you. You got yeah. five seconds. One, two, 
three, You're four, out. five. Okay, there was a goddamn Rancor just terrorizing the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What a crazy episode. Uh, you know, beginning for battle, you got the Mandalorians there. Uh, and, and that is not the way we really thought the Rancor was going to go. We really thought that, I mean, Danny Trejo was going to turn the Rancor on Boba, and that was a setup. Huh. Oh, I did really? anyway. Yeah, no, I always assumed he was going to ride the Rancor by the end of the series. Really? Yeah. No, no, like I mean, like I mean, it was a little weird though. I mean, you know, that was a gift by his enemy given to him. Okay, when well, then Danny Trejo, you know, that thing like kind of opened his the Rancor kind of opened his eyes. He's like, "Don't worry, he'll be back." You know, like, "Oh, we're going to set him up. We're going to try to attack him and try to get rid of Boba Fett." Because I mean, it was a gift from the enemy. So like, I initially thought that you know this was a setup. They're going to make him think it was a gift when they really they had to rank or train and it was going to, you know, attack Boba. So. Blake, you might have trust issues. Maybe. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. So That's what I picked up on it. We so. got to see two Mandalorians in the air with their jetpacks uh, doing the yeah. Rising Phoenix. Uh, Boba Fett's knee missiles were, were a big player. Very in the fight. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, the uh, what, were, what are the wrist things that. He does. Oh, uh, yeah. the, Fireflies. The whistling bees or yeah. bell or something. I don't know. Yep. Got to see those again. Uh, Grogu, uh, I, for him to be such a powerful Force user, he really does seem to struggle. Mm. Um, secondly, we saw in the last episode that he's able to like Force flip and shit like Yoda could, right. but doesn't use it at all in this episode. Well, it's also funny is you know he's able to use the Force with that droid or whatever you want to call, but he has he struggles with one frog. In, in the swamp. He can't lift up many frogs. Well, but he can over here pull us apart and, you know. Well, yeah. I can't believe you guys are overlooking this so much about this. He he couldn't lift a frog because he's not at peace with where he's at or what he's doing. That was the whole point of him making the choice between the Mandalorian and the way of the Jedi. He wanted to be with the Mandalorian, and he's done some of his most powerful force things when he's with the Mandalorian because he's doing it out of out of love and you know, wanting to protect it. Plot armor. So I mean, it makes a, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. <laughs> hey, what, what's your name? What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Whatever. But I mean. I think it's so. This is really cool because this is one of the first times in Star Wars where, like, we've seen established different races uh, in different, like, inter- interact with each other and it being, you know, super normal. We've saw the Pike Syndicate, we saw the Trandoshans, thank you, uh, a few other, uh, you know, people as well. We also saw what seems to me like the. Um, uh, what were the spinning droids from Phantom Menace and all those? I don't Droidicars. know. Like, Droidicars. Droidicars. Yeah. Like an updated version of those in the in in the attack, which Way was larger. so cool because you're like, listen, they probably had that technology and now they've made it more, which is a crazy world building aspect for you know Star Wars in general. But so uh, that was actually the original concept art for the Droidicars that they didn't use. Oh, in, really? Yeah, oh, in nice. the the prequel trilogy. So then they just reused it for. Oh, that's uh, actually pretty huh. interesting. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is why they look so similar. So at the end of this, you know, they win. Obviously, the Pike Syndicate got absolutely booty smacked. Uh, they're they're going away. Uh, Mandalorians going off with Grogu. Uh, yeah. they're going to go off on their own adventures. We finally got to see Grogu in the Grogu cockpit. Yeah, yeah, the yep. Grogu in the yep. Grogu cockpit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and at the very end, Cobb Vanth is uh, in an end credit scene getting healed up in the back, back to tank. tank. So yeah. potentially, co- do you think that's going to be, he's just going to be part of the uh, Boba Fett or he's going to do something in different things? Because this, I mean, this may be a situation where we have uh, 
characters going off into like we could have Cobb Vanth go into the Mandalorian or go into Ahsoka Tano's storyline potentially mm-hmm. so they can be able to you know intersect with that uh which is which would be really great for you know viewership over the years if they're going to continue this whole uh world building yeah I don't think we're going to get obviously we're not going to get any of these characters in Obi-Wan because at this point Obi-Wan was actually already a force ghost um mm-hmm. so that you know the story takes place well before that but we do have Ahsoka coming um, which gives space for all these characters to pop up again, as well as season three of Mandalorian, yeah, uh, which we know is coming down the pipeline. And what I love is that they have created this whole expanded canon for the Star Wars universe just inside this Mandalorian story that they can use for years. Like they can keep using these characters and rehashing them and bringing them back into the stories, especially for the movies that take place um, during this newer trilogy. Because those characters would be older, but not necessarily sold that they'd be dead. Sure. Um, but also these stories that take place in between there in this universe where the Empire is coming back. Yeah. You know, they've been defeated by Luke, but they're coming back. You know, we have a lot of story that can be told in this, like, 20-year period. Yeah. Um, and, and this new cast of characters that we're getting is really cool. Um, yeah. Especially having Boba Fett back. Um, and I, I guarantee you Cad Bane's going to be an Obi-Wan. There's no reason why you would have a character like that who's so cool come into this and not be p- die at the end of Boba yeah. Fett, and you're just like that's a one off. I I guarantee I will put money on this that part of the uh, Obi Wan or the Kenobi storyline is going to be uh, him running and there's bounty hunters trying to I can come believe in, that. like and it's going to be Cad Bane because they had a lot of interactions in the Clone Wars, so yeah, make perfect sense to have a character like right. that come back. When that took place before all these events. Oh yeah, I mean that's when Cad Bane was going at it in his prime. I mean he had a little bit darker blue skin even then. Yeah, and we still have the expanded Mandalorians um, from the Clone Wars that we know are still floating around in the Mando um, timeline. Right. That we can also get stories about those characters. There's just such a, a a wealth of characters that they've established now in these three television seasons. Yeah, it's nuts. That with this Disney Plus Star Wars universe going forward. Um, that that it, it's just kind of exciting, really. Um, you know, we talk about expanded universes a lot with the MCU um, and then the failure of it by the DCEU, but Star Wars has had a huge expanded universe going for a long time. Um, they kind of get to pick and choose between their expanded uh, canon from the novels and comic books, what's still canon and what isn't, mm-hmm. but there's just so much they can play with here. And it's really exciting that we're going to be able to see all of this on screen and, and also knowing that like, okay, so Young Luke, the CGI still isn't great, but it's still good enough, I think. And we Way know that, better, I mean. Yeah, it's way better than Mando Season 2, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but yeah. we know that it's entirely possible that even these characters that are dead, um, and, you know, if, if they're willing to sell the licenses to their likenesses, we can right. get these characters back in Star Wars, mm-hmm. which is kind of exciting. Because we'll oh, we can get stories with Luke and Leia and Han. And, uh, well, those are really the, the three big ones. but Right. Um, and I, I just think it's a really exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Oh, for okay. sure. I mean, Star Wars, to me, I mean, with especially with these Disney Plus shows, are just in a way better position than they have ever been. I mean, yeah. honestly. Uh, because, honestly, like the Mando series and the Book of Boba Fett, I mean, besides 4, 5, and 6, I think I like them just as close to them than I do, you know, 1, 2, 3, or 7, 8, 9. So... Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly. And, and Jared doesn't even care for 7, 8, 9 at all. No. Yeah, I don't either, to be honest with you. I'd rather watch 1, 2, 3 before I would watch 7, 8, 9. 
wow. No, I. I'm being serious. I'm not a big fan of episode one. Two is like, eh. Three, I do like three. But like uh, seven, eight, nine, I just did not care for. I, I kind of enjoy getting to see older Luke, older Han, older Leia. Well, yeah, I like those Chewbacca parts. Being back. But that's it. Well, I'm never going to complain about more Star Wars. Rare, rarely ever will you hear me complain you, about more Star Wars. As bad as people Wars. complain about those movies being, they're still good movies. Right. They're just not good. Star. The problem is, is Star Wars. This is what's so stupid is Star Wars fans now are shitting on Boba Fett. The, really? the, oh, yeah. Because, yeah. like, for whatever reason, there just can't be. It's like, listen. You mother effers, 30 years ago, if somebody would have told you that eventually they're going to come out with a, with a TV show and Boba Fett's going to be the main character and it's going to rock your fucking world, like, cinematically, mm-hmm. like, they would have... You're an idiot. You're a liar. That's never happened. And now people are like, ugh. Like, you literally just hated 7, 8, 9, and, like, Solo was... Everybody shed on. Rogue One was just yeah. okay. And then you come sure. out with I enjoyed these Solo. series, and it's like... It's like they're too. giving you good stuff, and you're complaining about this. Like, yeah. what? Do, what do you want? I guess, I guess my big issue with seven, eight, nine is I really like me growing up reading a lot of Star Wars books. The Jason and Jaina Solo series. I think it was about a fourteen book series. Uh, I read all of them. Love the stories. Great books. Uh, I really wanted them to take that to the cinema. Like, I really want to see seven, eight, nine with Jason and Jaina Solo. Yeah. And then, then I thought, you know, if they do that in seven, eight, nine. There's so many more movies that could carry on, you know, their stuff because they were just great books, right. and that I think that's what bothers me the most about Seven Eight Nine. It's not that they're not good movies. I just really had my heart set on their kids of the twins than you know Ben Solo. Yeah, some of the coolest shit about the expanded universe they killed. Yeah, you know, with Seven Eight Nine. Right. Sure. Um, speaking of uh, expanded universes and such dc uh, has expanded universes dc right? does they yeah. have uh, expanded canon with their comic books uh a lot of comic book companies do that's why i'd like to read you know valiant valiant wildstorm shit dark horse Dog shit. uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> but blake you feel uh, you feel a how do you way feel blake about yeah. the way i feel about my comics is the only non-dog shitty co- comics <laughs> and i have to always make my comics marvel <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry to throw you off there a little bit. Oh my god! I just—it bothers me. You called my number one dog shit. <laughs> well, to be fair, some of your other ones are pretty dog shit. I'm just kidding. Oh my god! You know what? This is not your combo, Jerry. Me and you can have beef next week. This is my day's beef. Fair no, enough. I'll do beef with you next week. We'll do beef. Okay, cool. <laughs> so this week we'll make mine Marvel. We are doing a Mortal Hulk series. We're doing issue 16 through 20. Yeah. Where we left off two weeks ago, in case y'all forgot, because it's been so long. Uh, we left where the Hulk was standing at Rick Jones' grave. It was empty. It was just completely gone. He didn't know what happened. Uh, and it was the first time he had visited his dun, grave dun, since his dun. death. So uh, we got the hook. He's looking for Rick Jones. Uh, they end up uh, sitting. But I'm Rick Jones, <laughs> yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, like that much. <laughs> Fuck your couch. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, Hulk's looking for Rick Jones. Uh, the military, uh, 14. Yeah. Uh, sitting there. They, 14. They, they end up setting a trap uh, with uh, supposedly dilapidated looking abandoned. Uh, cave underneath the mountain and it ends up being a whole bunch of gamma animals i've been talking about mutated gamma animals gaminals nasty Gam- nasty <laughs> <laughs> what were 
were the what were the kids books where the the kids gray gr- animals or something it's like that animorphs Animorph. oh, oh, and, oh wow <laughs> i forgot all about that uh so, so we got those so uh they ended up fighting him him and doc samson not a big deal uh, once they destroy these animals, we Doc have... Doc Samson, the world's worst yeah, fucking therapist. We have Burbank come in. <laughs> Boom. Blast a hole through Doc Samson. Uh, they end up shining some lights on Banner, get him turning back down to Banner. Uh, they That's all it took? Be- yeah, because he turns into... In this story, he turns yes. into Banner during not- the day and Hulk during the night. Yes. Ah. So he thought he could kill Banner and just cut him back up in pieces like they were a few issues ago in the jars. Yeah. Uh, which we all see how that works. I'm not sure why they went that route again. Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, there was a bottled Hulk dick. Well, that was a joke. <laughs> but, yeah. Guys, just for the record, we've uh, surpassed our uh, ability to say anything about any sort of genitalia or uh, sexual yeah. pieces on a body for the evening. So if we do, we're going to get fined. Oh, so, man. Anymore. So anyways, he turns back to Bruce. Or, or So we think it's Bruce. He shoots a couple rounds at him. He's chasing him. Bruce is running away. Well, come to find out, it's actually you know a guy that looks like Bruce's body, but it's Joe Fix-It. Which is still Bruce. Right. Well, I mean, Joe Fix is also the Grey Hulk, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's Joe Fix I'm I'm familiar with. So, anyways, he, he's Joe Fix it in Bruce's version. Uh, he ends up getting on computer programming the UV, UV ray lights to, to overload. That turns him into like X ray X rays, and then the next step from that it, it turns into gamma rays. Yeah. So initially, boom, he overloads the gamma rays and turns into the Hulk again. Uh, by him doing that, he takes on so much gamma. Hey, he literally happens. just releases the gamma explosion and destroys the whole entire mountain that they're under, under nice. into nothing but pebbles. I released a gamma. Why you don't ex- fuck with Hulk? I released <laughs> a gamma explosion earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought that was spider webs. This is the so this is uh, uh, Bruce dealing with his uh, disassociative dis- personality disorder. Yeah, and with like Joe, six different Hulks. The Joe Fixit Hulk personality takes over Bruce's body instead of the yes. Hulk's body. So uh, he, Joe Fixit in the Bruce body goes on to find a hotel. They send the mutated the general and them send the mutated abomination after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think it's you no, know, it's it's a little bit of a grotesque, different look abomination. Yeah, it's but the, come to find out, they actually took the abomination and gamma goo and placed it over Rick Jones's body. And so it's actually a combination of Blonsky and Rick Jones together. And the Abomination's Hulk, his face is like a whole bunch of finger claws with Rick Jones and Blonsky's face like inside of it. Uh, so yeah. you hear one saying, kill him. You hear one saying, save me. So uh, in it, the comics for a little while, um, Rick Jones had uh, Abomination's uh, mutation, but he was blue instead of green. And he went by A-bomb instead of Abomination. Oh, a cool <laughs> name. Yeah. So that's what that is. They nice. both occupied that body. So they start fighting the Hulk. Hulk's not doing too good. Abom- this new abomination has some acid he's pouring out on him. So it takes out the Hulk's limbs. Mm-hmm. Like his legs, his arms are missing. Takes out the Hulk's eyes. Yeah, he can't see. Uh, then all of a sudden, boom, Betty finally shows up. She is this grotesque, red-looking, <laughs> <It's so bad. laughs> vulture-fanged, butterfly-looking Hulk. Yeah, creature, she's a big scary fucking bird. Yeah, and she just starts decapitating. The harpy. She's a harpy she looks she like she looks like D Reynolds. <laughs> Even worse, she yeah. starts decapitating these mercenaries that are around here helping the general. Uh, so, <laughs> shows a Hulk with all his arms and appendages all gone. His eyes are gone, and he he senses Betty. So you think Betty Almack was going to help him start fighting the abomination? Yeah. No, she decides to land on Hulk's chest. Plug into his skin, tear his heart out, starts eating it. 
Nice. Yes. As that's, one does. I think that's a metaphor for marriage in general. Yeah. Yeah. And what's great, <laughs> I mean, they have such a great love for each other. Once uh, she eats his heart, her and Blonsky, or the abominations, start fighting. And uh, <laughs> by him, by her eating his heart, revamps the healing factor for him. Yeah. He's and all of a sudden, Hulk. boom, he's back, you know, back to full blown. Well, he looks at her, he's like, hey, why'd you do that? And she's like, oh, you tried to kill me. He's like, yeah, you're right. I won't kill you if you don't kill me from here on. They're like, okay, cool. We're pals again. Yeah. Or lovers again. There's another analog for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't kill you if you don't kill me. So he literally rips the abomination into shreds, pulls the little uh, <laughs> zombie-like Rick Jones out, takes off, they disappear, and that's to be continued on to issue 21 next week. Nice. And that is it on Make Mine Marvel. I'm seriously loving this. Yeah, like, it's it's a really. Good well, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I know you're, you're making comics, and you know I'm I'm being introduced in the comics. I'm like, God, Danny's probably overplaying this a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I get that he loves them and stuff. And so, like, I've read a few comics. You know, we we've done a couple of series uh, since, since we've started this podcast. And this, by far, is probably my favorite comic rant I have ever laid I, my eyes on. I'm worried Seriously. I set the bar too high for you because all the others will be one so less. Yeah, ever. I mean, it's it's stuff in here that you just do not expect. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of great comic book related things, Peacemaker um, dropped a new episode. It was episode five. Yes, Mern after reading. Mern after reading. Uh, Mern is a butterfly. Yeah, it turns out spoilers. Uh, which <laughs> we You've had two out, weeks to watch it. So. I was gonna say, we found out two episodes ago that Mern was one of the butterflies, right. In a post credit scene, right, right at the very end. Um, yes. But it, it's actually confronted in this episode. Uh, turns out he's the only one out of all of the butterflies to have come to Earth that is good. That right. doesn't want to take. He a likes planet. Earth. He likes the people he's met. He realizes you know they're not worth really killing. So now he's trying he just to, wants to live there. Yeah, he just wants to live there amongst everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody wants to be human. So yeah, unfortunately, there is no way for the butterflies to take over a human body that doesn't kill the person that they were right. before. Um, we also find out that the uh, the butterfly that Peacemaker has had in the jar for the last couple of episodes and been hanging out and getting high with uh, <laughs> is the queen of all of the butterflies. Oh golf. Yeah, the the golf butterfly, um, who then proceeds to take over the entire fucking police force in in a bloody uh, uh, power grab, uh, and also all the prisoners there, um, including um, Red Dragon's right hand man. Yep. Uh, Yes, I mean they're pretty. They don't leave out you know the grotesqueness too when like the butterflies enter in these humans. I mean it's pretty. Yeah. Bloody. Yeah. Blood everywhere. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow, though, for the next episode. Yeah. I mean, because they, they really leave you hanging on that last episode on, on... I think shit's about to go down even more than we've seen on any of it. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think <laughs> knowing James Gunn's horror chops as well mm. as his comedy chops, I oh, think yeah. that, that it's going to be it's gonna be gross. I think yep. the, the rest of the series is going to get just infinitely more gross. I just love Vigilante, is there man. two more left? Yeah, it's eight episodes. Um one of the things I found really funny, and this was last episode, not this episode, but the giant gorilla. I was expecting us to get like a gorilla rod or mm-hmm. one of the other um, gorillas from DC canon, and instead they just cut this motherfucker in half with a chainsaw. Yeah, like <laughs> blood everywhere. Like, and vigilante didn't get to do it. Yeah, and vigilante <laughs> was just upset that he didn't get to kill something with a chainsaw. Uh, 
I do. Uh, ben actually was talking to us about Vigilante being similar to like Deadpool, and I can see that that similarity, mm-hmm. um, except that he's not maybe as smart uh, as Deadpool. But I do enjoy the Vigilante character. Um, and and next week we're gonna get Red Dragon in the full uh, supervillain costume fighting uh, Peacemaker, which I think is gonna be really cool. Yeah. Um, also, I think at some point they're gonna find out that uh, the the one character is Amanda Waller's Waller's actual daughter. I think that's coming up. Um, she did actually finally drop the uh, the Peacemaker diary, uh, right. and then it got found by the police, basically like, b- framing Peacemaker for all of the murders that have happened in the series. But by them, that <laughs> since they've got no Peacemakers, they're going to be they're going to know he's not capable <laughs> of writing something in that detail. Well, there's there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. But yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see like where. I mean, obviously, I I really think her daughter's going to turn on her. Not really knowing who her mom is, like she thinks she is. She's yeah. finding out things. She. Oh yeah, you're seeing the surprised look on her face when they're saying these things. Like, why the hell would you say that? You know. Right. Uh. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thoroughly enjoying the series. Like seriously. Yeah, uh, Jared. How are you feeling about the series? I. Are you even watching it? Listen, I don't support John. Cena. Are you watching it? <laughs> I don't support uh, John I have not Cena either. It. I will refuse to watch it. No. Oh. Uh, and it's just, it's my right as an American to do so, so. Really? This is one of the most patriotic. Are you done? How? This is one I mean, of the I'm most... not done, you know. <laughs> this is one. Uh, <laughs> so, are you done? Oh, no. I, I got some fire in me done. now, so I'm ready to go. He's got to mention John Cena. Fuck John Cena. Hi, is Champ there? Because <laughs> he will be Sunday. <laughs> So this week on Are You Done, we have Lobo versus Beta Ray Bill. Danny has Lobo. Jared has Beta Ray Bill. This is where we take schoolyard fights. These boys bring them to the podcast. They argue back and forth. They get to interrupt each other, get a couple of rebuttals. And then you, the fans, get to decide and vote which one had the best argument, who has the best character. Are you all ready, fellas? Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm always ready. All right, Danny. Are you ready for this? All right, and let's go. <laughs> so I have uh, Lobo. Uh, funny story about Lobo. He was actually created by uh, as a joke uh, villain uh, based on Punisher, Wolverine, other anti-heroes who were just completely brutal and over the top. And uh, despite the creator wanting to make him a joke about how terrible these characters are, he became one of the best ones ever. Uh, Lobo is uh, almost as strong as Superman, able to hone his hold his own in a fight against the uh the kryptonian hero um he carries a uh, a large hook as his weapon he's not afraid to cut kill maim bleed uh gods anyone that he can get his hands on up to and including santa claus who he beat the living shit out of um and uh murdered uh after being hired by the easter bunny to take the man out um, he also killed the Easter Bunny as well. So not only is he able to kill magical character creatures and super strength creatures, he is one of the toughest people in all of the DC universe, and he can hold his own in almost any fight. I hate that sound so much. <laughs> Santa Claus is like OP. Well, I don't even. I, yes. I don't even give a shit about the fight. Like Santa yeah. Claus in the DC universe is like is pretty fucking OP. Yeah. You ready to hear this buzzer in about a minute? Yeah, about a minute. All right, let's go. All right. So I have uh, Beta Ray Bill. Uh, Beta Ray Bill is a Corbinite who uh, was embowed with the powers of Thor after uh, being deemed worthy by Odin. Uh, he carries the. Uh, 
magical uh, hammer slash axe Stormbreaker, which if you guys have seen uh, any of the Marvel movies, basically Stormbreaker is Beta Ray Bills. Uh, he's also beaten Thor in hand-to-hand combat. That's how he won Stormbreaker. Uh, he is very, very powerful. And here's the key thing about Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, or I'm sorry, Bay Ray Bill. Bay Ray Bill has been known to literally take punches from uh, c- characters that could level entire planets and survive. And this guy can dish out the fucking pain. Uh, he is a cybernetic being that's been enhanced uh, by his people to uh, be their guardian and is one of the more badass characters in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and he can fly, and Lobo cannot fly. So, you know, I don't know why he thinks, why they always say that he's he can beat Superman fight. It's like, just All fucking right, go stop. up, you know? Just go up. I will not be silent. All right, Jared. <laughs> and <laughs> we, now we got two minutes for y'all going head to head. Now you can interrupt Hold on, hold other. on. I'm going to answer a question by Ben that has nothing to do with adding on to my thing. Okay. Um, Beta Ray Bill uh, was protecting his people after they were fl- uh, fleeing whenever their home planet got destroyed was protecting him he deemed uh, thor to be a threat whenever thor came to see what was going on with their ships they fought uh realized and then beta ray bill actually picked up thor's hammer mjolnir uh which you know you're only allowed to do if you are worthy and then they were both transported by odin to an uh an arena or an area to where they could fight over mjolnir because odin was like fuck it let's see who's gonna be thor so he he was both teaching thor a lesson and then also you know seeing if beta ray bill was worthy but beta ray bill picked up mjolnir so he is worthy All right. give this man two buzzes for success oh, that was perfect yeah thank you uh Did something good yeah that was Great great job that was a perfect explanation. all right now you can Interrupt each other and cut each other off and cuss each other out. Can ready? We? And let's go. So listen, I understand that Lobo is powerful, but in in the world of in the world of Superman, we've seen a lot of different Superman, and so it's hard to say Lobo can go toe to toe with Superman because Superman's been one of the most OP characters in in comic book history, and he's also been kind of a little bitch in certain. Instances. Yeah, it really depends on the version of Superman that and you're there, talking about. And there's areas in which Thor has and can defeat Superman in, in one-on-one combat. And uh, so you're, it's never been proven in, it's in never been definitive way. Can you definitively say that you think one, one would beat the other that, that Superman or, or Thor would win in a fight. Cause this is basically another argument between us because yeah, if yeah, you're saying Lobo really can fight Superman. Sentry is Superman and, sure. and Thor is defeated Sentry, So Thor should be able to be, defeat Superman. But yeah. the version of Thor that would be able to beat Superman is not the version that beta Ray bill is as strong as, sure. um, beta Ray bill, uh, you can't say that he has Stormbreaker from the MCU because they are very different hammers. The Stormbreaker that he has is pe- very I'm much just Molnir over little, again. Little, yeah. uh, it's a hammer with an axe on the back side of it, which is about the dumbest thing I can think of because why wouldn't you swing the axe part forward? Dude, uh, here, here's the thing secondly, that he doesn't understand. It, Lobo has been known to have his head get chopped off, and so if his head can get chopped off, it can get chopped off by a magical fucking hammer that has an axe next to it. Yeah, That's bing, bang, boom. Here's what's going to happen. Also, Beta Ray Bill's never happen. killed anybody Lobo's going to come up and he's uh, going to be like, oh, have a problem I'm, I'm the a main cow. man. I'm going to destroy you. And he's going to have his freaking uh, knife hook. gun, hook gun. Yeah. He's going to shoot it. Beta Ray Bill's going to let it pass. He's going to fly oh, so up in the air. Now. And then he's... <laughs> 
I'm he's sorry. Just gonna, he's just going to avoid bullets that hit Superman. Oh, so his hook, his Secondly, hook, his hook uh, does not, not only, go as fast as the I know that you bullet. mentioned that, Beta Ray, or that Lobo can't fly, but he does have a flying fucking motorcycle that is able to catch Superman in midair. Um, sure, which and, and, and Beta Ray Bill has an entire catch... spaceship called Secondly, the Scuttlebutt, Beta which he can Ray use Bill to can't bomb, bomb Lobo <laughs> from... He can fly. He can, no, he can throw his hammer and follow the hammer. The hammer pulls him off. Which means that he doesn't have the directional power. All right. Directional power. The fucking Thor can fly. All right, 30 seconds each, no interruption. Danny, <laughs> let's go. So, uh, we all know that Lobo is the main man. Uh, he's one of the greatest uh, fighters in the DC universe um, as far as just being a brawler. Um, secondly, the cool, one of the coolest things about Lobo is that Superman is one of the last surviving Kryptonians because the rest of them were killed. Lobo is one of the last of his race because he killed everybody else so he could be the last one. Um, he's one of the coolest uh, characters ever invented, and even if it was ironic. Um, and he does have victories over characters as strong as Superman, which is stronger than Peter Avil. Lobo 2022. Buzz him! Buzz him! This is bullshit! Well, buzz him! You did give like a two-minute explanation of yeah, Ben this is ago my This is my whole thing. <laughs> yeah, but, but somebody well, we asked no. a question. I agreed to that. No, and no, I no, didn't no. say anything that helped him. No, I know. You're right. So... You get the last word? You ready? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Is it, is it time? You yeah, yeah. Suck. Okay, so Beta Ray Bill has right on his side. He is a righteous character, whereas fucking Lobo is not. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. They're going to get in a fight. They're going to brawl. Beta Ray Bill is a smart fucking motherfucker. He's going to realize that he's just going to cut <laughs> Lobo's head off. I don't care who you are. If you can't fly, you're not going to beat a character that's just as strong as you and can fly and has a magical hammer, Okay. Bing, bang, boom. It's probably not even going to be that bad of a fight. He's Lobo is overconfident, and that's going to be his downfall. He's not going to respect it. It's going to be just like Ultron just destroying Thanos and uh, uh, whatever the fuck. What if? <laughs> I feel good about that. Yeah. Jared, are you done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done now. All right, so uh, this video will be going up on our social media. Uh, you'll have two weeks to vote on it, and we will give you the results on that, not this next following week, but the week after. Um, currently, we have the vote going on for Legion versus Constantine, so if you get on our social media, you can go react check it to out. it. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. We've got Will editing uh, the videos now, and he's yes. doing an amazing job. Uh, we appreciate you, Will. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, um, that's about it for the That's kind of it, yeah. yeah. So we um, do have these t-shirts to give away for Fireball Teen Superhero. We'll post them on our socials. We'll post that on our social media, so keep an eye out for that. Um, next week, Brittany will be back, so uh, all of you tuning in to see Brittany, she'll be here next week. Um, <laughs> upcoming, we do have Cape Anime Con coming up, which we will be at. We'll be moderating all of the panels as well as hosting a live show there as well that you can only see at the show. Brittany in the comments did give a uh, an option for y'all. next Are You Done? For, yes. for she said Phoenix done. Force versus uh, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Next week is going to be Brittany versus Jared. Um, and we will do Phoenix Force versus Scarlet Witch. Awesome. Wait, uh, who's who gets who? Um, you get Phoenix Force because you've already argued Scarlet Witch once before. I'll take that. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. 
So uh, I want to say thank you to all of our sponsors. Picture What Designs. Uh, Katrina and Will do a lot of work for us as uh, not only creating our logo, but also editing yes. our uh, Are You Done videos as well as uh, helping with our commercials and everything else that we've been doing. Um, I want to say a big thank you to Blake Hickman Construction. Uh, Drop the Mic DJ Service. Mike uh, is our currently our only patron on Patreon as well as being one of our sponsors. Um, if you want access to all of our exclusive content on Patreon, which will also be our live uh, show that we're doing at AnimeCon, will be on our Patreon as well. Um, the only ways to see that is to either be in attendance or catch it on our Patreon. Um, I also want to say thank you to Lennox and Jude Photography, uh, who are sponsoring us, uh, as well as, uh, what? Block A. Hickman. I said that already. Oh, he said it, yeah. <laughs> say it twice. He's Rock and Roll Drive-In Theater. Yeah, Rock and Roll Drive-In Theater. Um, we will be hosting some riff nights out at Rock and Roll Drive-In Theater, as well as doing photo ops with people. Um, the next one we've got coming up is uh, The Batman. Yes. Uh, when that releases, we will be out there. We're actually going to be renting a Batmobile um, that we will have out there as well that we'll be doing photo ops with, um, as well as Perkins Performance, who did um, all of our stickers and uh, are supplying our vinyl needs right now. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Mike Casey, our only patron on Patreon, um, for now, until the rest of you join. We appreciate each and every one of you. He already um, said that. All of the links for <laughs> everything that we have talked about today, and I will get it added in there for uh, Fireball Teen Superhero, but all the links for everything we've talked about as well as our sponsors are in the show notes. Um, if you have a question you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can catch us on all of our socials, uh, but also you can go to our website, comicallyinclined.com. We have a contact us section there, and you can send us an email directly, um, and we will actually address your question on the air live. Um, also, podcasts like ours survive based on our ratings. That is how they measure the metric of success. So if you will go to uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to the audio podcast and leave us a rating, we would appreciate it. Yes. If you love us, like, share, and subscribe to anything. The I video mean, right now. It, yeah, right now. <laughs> Any avenue you watch us on, if you love us, keep up with us weekly. <laughs> that goes a long way if you just like, share, subscribe. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, for uh, everybody here and for Comically Inclined, we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>